Welcome to the Leaders with Leverage podcast. I'm your host and negotiation expert, Susie Tomanchuk. It's time to be your own advocate and negotiate for what you really want out of your career. Not simply the next role or additional compensation. I want to show you that negotiation happens each and every day so that you opt in and say yes with confidence. Together with other business leaders, you'll learn the essential skills you as a leader need to become that advocate in growing your professional skills to increase confidence, gain respect, and become the future leader you're poised to be. And when you face a high stake situation, you're ready, no matter how high those stakes are. So let's do this. Let's lead with leverage. Welcome. This is Leaders with Leverage. I'm your host, Susie Tomanchuk. I'm excited as always to be here. I just love to talk about things that are really impactful to people and give keys uh, and how people can use negotiation every day. So this was a series of three episodes that I'm doing on my framework pace. And this is three of three. So if you're joining and you're more than welcome to listen to this, you'll get value out of it. And But I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other episodes. PACE is prepare, aware, close, and evaluate. And so I've covered prepare and aware. And so today we're going to do the C and the E of PACE. And, and that is close and evaluate. So pace is about the pace of a negotiation. And because we as humans, we don't like negotiation. We all have a different relationship with it based on our experience. Um, just having a framework to think about gives you additional co- uh, confidence in approaching a negotiation uh, so this is these are keys that you can use. And when you use negotiation, just using the word, use it liberally. I have people that that say, I negotiate with my boss every day. I negotiate with my peers. And saying that, we, we tend to think that means, oh, I'm going to take advantage of you. But think about it like this. If I were to come up to my peer and say, hey, let's negotiate our priorities. I'm actually signaling that I want to understand their interests, what's important to them. And then let's talk about, let's negotiate. Let's figure out how we can make our both of our uh, priorities live together. So that's the spirit of negotiation. I want people to just use the word all the time and leverage as well. We see we should see the world in just all aspects of leverage in every situation that we're going into. But that's now you're living in my world. That's my crazy world. So let's talk about the we went through prepare, how important it is to prepare for any conversation, for any negotiation, and just getting very clear helps you in the moment, in aware to make sure that you're moving through and getting to the end that you have carefully and thoughtfully. Um, defined for yourself. And close is about, you've probably heard people say, well, he's a good closer or she's a good closer. You, you may have heard that in sales, there's people that are good at cultivating the relationship. And then there's people that are good at closing the deal. And it always feels like there, there's that person is somebody that's different. And I think that Part of the close not being something is it feels 
that the close is hard. It, the asking is hard, but the closing is you want them to like sign on the dotted line. You want them to agree. So moving toward the close. And I think the key in getting to close is making sure at the beginning, when you frame the conversation and you continue to frame throughout the negotiation, you're moving them to that close. And when you get really clear about what a close means, you should think about that and prepare. What what do you want to get? What is the end in mind for this conversation? When you're really clear about that with the other party, then they will be working toward that as well. So let's talk about the aspects of close to, for you to consider and to be able to use tomorrow, today, in the next conversation that you have. So close is, like I mentioned, setting the expectations for a commitment. So you're asking for that person to commit to something and getting them to say it so that you're really clear that they're where you are. That I I have actually thought I closed a deal and then was very unfortunately surprised to find out that the other person didn't think we were that close, close to a close. So helping, you have to be clear, set expectations at the beginning and ask for their commitment. Have them say, okay, I, I, this is what I've heard you say. I think we're good to go move forward. Do you agree? And what does that mean to you? I just want to make sure I'm really clear. So setting expectations, asking for, for that commitment. The second thing is uh, to indicate the end is near, especially if you've gone back and forth with it within a negotiation and it's been uh, several conversations. You know, the other side of the party doesn't exactly like to be in a negotiation either. So being able to say, uh, let's just say you are negotiating a salary for a new role and you've gone back and forth because you had to clarify benefits and bonus and commission and car allowance and all of these these aspects. And you've had, they say you should go back and forth no longer than three times. You know, if you go long, you've been with people that it's like, okay, enough is enough. But about the third time at the beginning of the conversation, if you can say, listen, we have three points to go through. And if we can get agreement on these three points, I'm ready to 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 sign on the dotted line. I'm ready for this to be be done. What that does is psychologically that helps the other person go, okay, I don't have to hold back anything they've said and you you can't just say it and not do it. But you go through the three things. You start with the ones that are easy for them to say yes to and then you say, okay, that's there's one. We're done. This is the second one. And then this one's probably the, the most difficult, but this is really important to me. This is the third point. So when you indicate that the end is near, they're more likely to put all their chips on the table as well and be able to go, okay, we can put this behind us. And they're more likely to say yes. So flagging that, saying that, that that's near. Um, create urgency. If, that, if, if you have a legitimate timing it's important to help them understand that. But again, it has to be honest. 
you know, there's this, if you, if you say this is the last, I heard this guy talking about the art of persuasion. And he said that he was going to buy a TV and the salesperson said to him, this, this is a, oh, I see you're looking at this TV. This is a great model. And this is a great price. Actually, it's the last one we have. And I just got a phone call from a woman who said she's, she wants this one and she's on her way right now. And so he said, before I knew it, that TV was in my cart and I bought it and went home. He said, but it was really bothering me. So I actually went back to the store the next day because I thought if there was another box there or more, I would be really upset. And so he went there and there was nothing there. So he knew they were honest. He gave them a positive review. And he said, if that wasn't the case, I would have given them a really negative review. So people know that relationship is important. So creating an urgency, if that really works, um, it, and, and you can use it personally to say, um, you know, if we can't get an agreement or we, we can't make this, we can't tie this up, I'm, I'm forced to go find another vendor or I want to ask somebody else to lead this project because if, if you're not going to do it, then I, the timing is important now. Those are legitimate. The, using timing, using urgency can get the other person to commit. Hey there, love this podcast? I'm taking 10 seconds out of this episode to ask you to leave an honest review. More reviews on the show help us to reach more professionals who are ready to lead with leverage. Now let's continue the conversation. Use leverage to illustrate. What does this mean? Help them see what's important to you or what's important to them that will legitimize them saying yes. It's reframing the reason why they need to say it and why it's important now and helping them see what they've agreed to. Look, we're so close. We've already talked about X, Y, and Z. We've spent a lot of time thinking about the value when we're done, look at what you're going to have. Look at what we've pulled together together. Let's just figure out and make this a deal now. So using that leverage to illustrate what they've gotten and that the, the deal is the deal. This is it. And then restating agreements and documenting the details. Being able to just say, okay, I just want to make sure we're really clear. I'm going to send an email or I'm going to write this down right now. I'm going to say, here's, we said this amount of money. Um, these are the conditions. Um, can we just take a quick look just to make sure we're both on the same page? And I'm going to walk away here with the assumption we have a deal on that you will sign that contract. Do you agree? Being able to have that open conversation, we tend to be we want to, we're like, we're done, we're done. We just want to walk out and go, we don't want to finalize these things. But that's when clear communication can hamper, not having clear communication hampers, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Communication is key and clear communication is what will ensure that both parties really have a firm understanding and that you have an agreement. So spending time and really anticipating that 
when you prepare as well, how are you going to get them to close? So closing can be difficult unless you focus on it and think about those things. So the things are setting expectations at the beginning and asking for their commitment. Indicate the end is, in, is near. Tell them we only have, listen, this is the last deal point. We can, If we can agree on this, we are done, done, done. We can both sign on the dotted line. Create urgency when it's legitimate. Use leverage to illustrate. Tell them kind of the story of your how you both got to where you are now, what their value is, what they'll be able to do right away um, with this new partnership. And then restating, writing it down and getting really clear when you document your details. So that's the close piece. Those are the things that you need to think about. Now the evaluate, you know, practicing negotiation allows you to access it on a regular basis because you're building this muscle all the time. Well, just as prepare is essential to a great negotiation, evaluate is looking after the fact at what went well so that you can get better the next time. Once we close the deal, we're like, oh, I want to close that book and move on. But if you take the time to look at what you've done well, just taking that time will, will increase your skill and your awareness of what you've what you did really well or what you didn't. Maybe you didn't practice silence long enough during the aware phase. Maybe you spent no time preparing and it really bit you at the end. So capturing those details can be very helpful. So the best practices around evaluate is to to capture the details right away. In the heat of the moment, right when you get off the phone or you walk away, write down the words and the things they said. Write down the details. Use the words that they said immediately so that your revisionist history won't change things. You just have the facts. Just put it all down. And then go back to it later and think about once you have some objectivity and being away from the emotion of it, the high or the low, Think about what did and didn't work. If you have a coach or somebody that you can work with, walk through that if you need that outside entity. So evaluate that and then identify what you'll try next time and write that down. I have a journal that I use and I capture all that. I capture the date, who was with, what it was for. And just that action, that activity of doing that allows me to access other things that I did really well that I could do again. And it also challenges me to try something different because it uh, gives me that time and space to go, oh, interesting. I could have done that differently. So the evaluate piece is one, capture those details immediately, even the words, write down all the facts, everything. Two is once you have some time and space away from that negotiation, high or low, evaluate what you did, what did go well and what didn't go well. You're always going to have things that weren't perfect. So be okay with that. And the third is to write down what you could do next time, what you want to try next time. Maybe it's, you didn't practice any silence and you write down, I am going to, when I get done saying something, I'm going to count to 20 in my head before I say anything. Or what I always did um, is I would say to myself, 
the first one that talks loses, the first one that talks loses, the first one that talks loses. Like I, I, I make my mind get busy. So identify something that you want to try next time that will give you the courage to do it because your past self is saying, this is something that you could try next time. And so hopefully your future self will trust your past self and you will do that. So this was the three of the three-part series. If you missed one or two, please go back and listen to them. It's all about this framework pace, prepare, aware, close, and evaluate. And having that framework allows you to walk through with confidence the phases or the pace of the negotiation so that you ensure that you're setting yourself up for success. And these are things that you can use every day in every situation, in every conversation with anybody. So think about this framework, even those steps along the way and allowing yourself to spend some time, even a few minutes to anticipate, to prepare, to be in the moment, to think about your clothes, get where you need to get, and then take the time to evaluate. It's important for your future self to become that natural negotiator. And then what's great about all of this is the more you do it, the more comfortable you are with it. You, you find your negotiation, your NQ, your negotiation intelligence that becomes unconscious to you, but a normal habit that you, that you just naturally access. So thanks for joining me. As I always say, if you found some benefit from this, please share this podcast or give me a rating because that helps the algorithm put it up for other people to to find. So that just helps somebody else that may find inspiration by listening to this. So thank you. And if you have a question that you have for me that you want me to answer in this forum, please reach out. I would love to hear from you and and hear what's on your mind and hear about your journey. So this is Leaders with Leverage. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. And until next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Leaders with Leverage. If you're ready to continue your professional growth, commit to accelerating your career development and say goodbye to that anxious feeling in your stomach anytime you need to advocate for yourself, then get my book, The Art of Everyday Negotiation Without Manipulation. In this book, you'll learn the essential steps to take before entering into any negotiation or conversation, any interaction in your day-to-day. You'll discover what the other party really needs and be clear about what you're going after. You'll bust through your fears and boost your confidence and embrace that negotiation truly happens all around us. Head to the link in the show notes for more and you can even get a bonus if you buy it today.